Hi guys and welcome to our weekly podcast. You know, this season is holiday season and many of you are going to visit some place. Maybe that place, maybe the Macarena. The Macarena is a beautiful place with a lot of history. And that's what we're going to talk about this podcast. And we are here with Federico Barreto, Simon Hernandez, Valeria Alvarez, and me, Mariana Villegas. So you guys know the Macarena. It is an area that for 50 years has been surrounded by war race. It was used as the strategic center and the middle of the world. That affected the Macarena and some good ways and bad ways. So, as you know, the environment in the Macarena is so a really important environment and really special. It's really beautiful, mainly because of Caño Cristales, the river of colors. But it hasn't been actually well explored with the ecotourism and ecotourism is something really important that will help a lot in the Macarena's development. It changed after the war rage, yes it did, but it didn't change so much. It changed because the war, the guerrillas were actually really into protecting the environment of the Macarena and not protecting it and damaging, damaging it was something that was considered really bad and it was it would receive like the worst punishment from the guerrillas yet they did do many bad things and do not encourage that because the coca the coca fields really affected the environment because it's not a native plant um Yet after the war rage in the present, I think that the ecotourism would be really good for the Macarena's development because if they explode the Macarena's development by ecotourism, they will have a lot of income and just as Costa Rica, that is one example, by exploding its good features of environment, they will get a lot of uh, so many good things are out of it. So here we're gonna talk about the development in La Macarena. So at first I'm gonna talk about the economical features that they have, which is like how they produce the money and the food there. So many people well, use ecotourism as a way to produce money because it's like something that has become um, really really like natural there it's become something that people are doing nowadays and another one could be farming crops which is another way to of production which is which has been made by for many years and by many people that have farms well another factor are the are the what the opportunities that people have to go to study outside like some students, like the ones that tourists that we had when we went to the Macarena, they studied until high school and they didn't go further. But there are like 10 out of 30 go of the kids go to like a university in Bogota or Villavicencio, which are the mo the closest cities there and the most like the biggest, the ones that have like more more opportunities of studying and like working. But also the way of life there is like unique because um, it's a really small town so everyone knows each other 
and that makes it like unique like you know the the guy that lives the other side of town so everyone's like familiarized with it you know what you and well they know how what they can do the potential that they have of tourism because they have some of the most beautiful places in the world like Caño Cristales and Ciudad Piedra which are two really important like really important ecosystems in Colombia and that's another way of production as they as you know as I told you before but people normally they are just live really tranquil because well it's not a very big town and the conflict ended after the peace agreement made by the government and the in the war that was made like two years ago but even though that happened some people still say that it that they aren't like making the promises that they made they they don't complete them so that's mostly what we're gonna talk about in this podcast and that's that's like the part that i have to say the macarena has been controlled by the guerrilla a lot of years the economy of la macarena is mostly of raising cattle the way of life of the people in the macarena it's a little difficult for the people that live at the other side of the Rio Javero. They need to travel all the days all to this side. La Macarena is a town and municipality in the Meta department. It's located about 280 kilometers south of Bogota, Colombia. Uh, the town is a growing ecotourism destination, particularly the five-color river Caña Cristales, considered one of the most beautiful rivers in the world. Uh, today, I'm gonna tell you a story of a man that changed my view of La Macarena and the people of there. Uh, when that man had 15 years old, uh, he lived in Bucaramanga, but then, but then, because of family situations, he needed to go to La Macarena, lonely, without anything, nothing, nothing, no money, no, no parents, no one. So he, so he started uh, working um, with cutting trees. In that moment, they didn't know that. That was going to have a very impact in the, the development of the Macarena. When he had saved a lot of money, he made his own house. But then he started working um, in a coca crop. Uh, in this moment, he's working in a house, and that house was the house that uh, we lived in the in the caminata. I think that the story of this man affected La Macarena development because in that uh, in that year the people didn't know that the trees were very important to the environment. So they did so they cut a lot of trees each day. Thousands billions of trees. So that affected the Macarena development because if they didn't cut those trees in that years, uh, they will have more animals, more things for the ecotourism. So that's why the the past of that people affected the development of La Macarena.
Now we're gonna show you some interviews that we did in the Macarena and some here in Bogota. How has the development affected the, the environment in La Macarena? Okay, by development, I'm gonna understand um, the construction of infrastructure, industries, and stuff like that. So, considering that La Macarena is a natural reserve, any type of intervention would, uh, I consider, be negative. Um, there are other types of development that could be reached, like uh, ecotourism, which is what they're trying to do right now, but that also has a limit. You have been in a bunch of caminatas by now, and you know that places have a thing that it's called capacidad de carga, that it means how much people can it withstand at the same time without being affected by the presence of human beings. Uh, sadly, the development in terms of ecotourism has also had a negative impact in La Macarena because uh, La Capacidad de Carga has been, hasn't been managed properly and more people than, than the ones that the party can support have been going there. Uh, what was the biggest change you saw in La Macarena after the war rage? Okay, well it was under the control of Las Farc. Uh, it was very difficult to go and travel there. A year after Las Farc was driven away, I had the opportunity to go there and see La Macarena in its most basic and natural environment. It was very well held due to two factors. The first one, uh, that not much people went there, so human intervention and impact was very low. And second, this might come as a surprise, but guerrilla groups are very concerned with uh, environmental issues. So they really punish har harshly people who do things against the environment. So uh, actually they were guardians of the environment in some of the places where they uh, lived or stayed. Uh, it doesn't mean that they are like uh, an example of taking care of the environment. You know that because they have blown up uh, many oil ducts and that also creates a big negative impact on the environment. Uh, Coca crops have also had a negative impact on the natural um, equilibrium of these sites, but in terms of La Macarena and some other places, there were moments where guerrilla groups, including Las Farc, were like guardians of the environment, and that's something that comes as a surprise to many people, but it's also something that, that should be said. Do you think that the government could use the environment in a more efficient way for, for the development? Of course, of course, and when I talk about ecotourism, that's what I'm talking about, and that's what I'm thinking. You went to Costa Rica and you saw how their government decided to keep, uh, or I don't know if you went to Costa Rica. No, but when, okay, so I'm going to talk a bit about Costa Rica. In Costa Rica, they decided to make the 75% of their territory natural reserve. To what? To preserve their natural resources and to do ecotourism and have that as a source of income. Colombia is privileged uh, territory, which we could use in that sense. Sadly, we're not doing it. Uh, modern practices like fracking uh, are really in danger, or mineria ilegal, really in and some legal ones to really endanger the environment. So I think that should be your position. How, uh, how important are the traditions in the Macarena, and how have they helped through tough times? Okay, I didn't have much contact with the people from La Macarena, but basically they're campesinos. So I don't have enough 
for references as to talk about traditions of people living there. There are campesinos, and I guess that they're migrating from. Uh, or there are three scenarios I can think of. One is when they are uh, made or forced to develop uh, crops like coca or amapola for the drug trafficking. Then, when the government uh, gets the control back of the zone, they are using aceite de palma and sembradillos de palma to develop, which are, aren't eco-friendly. Uh, and there's a third scenario where they're, as campesinos, have a natural relationship with their environment, and they produce some stuff just for their own maintenance and leave the rest of the, the place intact in natural terms. So I think that there are those three scenarios, and we have seen changes in traditions according to which scenario predominates uh, in the summer. Eh, la primera pregunta es si el acuerdo de paz ha ayudado al desarrollo de la Macarena y si pudieras cambiar o añadir algo, ¿qué sería? El acuerdo de paz, uno, nosotros el proceso ecoturístico lo empezamos en medio del conflicto, pero el hecho de que hayan habido esos acuerdos de paz ha permitido que baje... Eh, que suba el número de turistas y baje un poquito la tensión entre nosotros mismos. Eh, en eso ha aportado mucho. ¿Qué le cambiaría? Pues que muchas de las cosas que se quedaron, eh, de que, que se acordaron, que realmente se aplicaran. Por ejemplo, en, en, sobre todo en el problema de tierras, que se titularan porque mucha de la gente que vive aquí en, los, en estos sitios, por ejemplo, se puede dar que el señor de esta finca eh, tiene 20 o 30 años acá, pero no tiene los títulos sobre esta tierra. O sea, él no puede ir a hipotecar, él no puede ir a vender, él no puede sacar ningún préstamo. No le puede servir esta propiedad como amparo para poder desarrollar algún tipo de empresa. O sea, que estás diciendo que hay partes del acuerdo que no se han cumplido? Sí. Sí, 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 hay muchas partes que no sean, que no sean, o sea, que nosotros no vemos que no se han cumplido. Estamos esperando, o sea, se espera como sociedad civil, porque nosotros somos la parte civil la que nos ha tocado eh, sobrevivir en medio de, de todo este conflicto, que se vayan dando, porque pues no, tampoco se podría dar que 50 años de, de, de conflicto se va a arreglar de un día para otro. Hay cosas que irlas arreglando poco a poco. Lo que pasa es que la paz hay que irla aclimatando y yo pienso que la paz sale de cada uno de nosotros. Y en el momento de que hay paz, comienza todo el mundo como gustarle y todo el mundo comienza a apostarle a ello, que es lo que ha pasado acá en la Macaré. Le apostamos al turismo y nos está gustando y cada vez integramos más gente y más gente y más gente. Y la segunda pregunta, es antes de que te la diga, ¿tú sabes quién es Don Pedro Hernández? Bueno, si no sabes, es el dueño del bosque por el que caminamos hoy que tiene como más de 300 hectáreas, pero él lo ha mantenido como ecoturismo. ¿Tú en su posición qué harías? ¿Se lo venderías para que tal todo y desarrollen más la ganadería o le apostarías al ecoturismo? Eh, eh, uno, eso es una de las problemáticas más grandes que tiene la Macarena como parque. Eh, eh, y una de las soluciones es a través del ecoturismo porque cuando vienes acá, por ejemplo, fuiste allá a la casa de don Pedro Hernández eh, le compraste unos servicios eh, viene y se admira por todo lo que vio, todo esto 
hace que don Pedro quiera más su terruño, tenga, pueda vivir de él y no tenga que tumbar para, para pasto para tener más vaquitas, sino que más bien quiera y con, quiera conservar. Y a la, como está él, si él es exitoso, entonces su vecino un día va a decir, no, yo también hago lo mismo por esto y poco a poco vamos, vamos llegando a una conservación. Bueno, muchas gracias. Gracias. La Macarena has many good things that affect its development and also many bad things. But if the good things are used for its benefit, then the income of the Macarena and the development will be really great in every area. We hope you really like this podcast and see you next week on the weekly podcast.